Right, that See was ya. the show. Back next week. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. For the first time, the government forces people to take COVID-19 tests if they're connected to a cluster of cases in Wan Chai. There's mixed reaction to the government offering $5,000 to anyone who tests positive. And a Pennsylvania judge deals a blow to Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the presidential election result. The government has for the first time exercised its power to force people to undergo tests for COVID-19. Anyone who has been to any of 14 dance clubs this month must take a test by Tuesday, as Violet Wong reports. Officials made a testing order overnight in an attempt to stem a growing cluster of cases linked to the Starlight Dance Club in Wan Chai. 32 people have already tested positive and it's emerged that infected pupils and teachers have been to at least 13 other establishments across the SAR. The government is now tracking anyone who has been to any of the clubs. Any visitor who hasn't taken a test by Tuesday faces a penalty notice with a $2,000 fine. If they still refuse to take a test, they'll face prosecution with penalties of up to six months in jail and a fine of up to $25,000. People can take tests without charge at one of four community testing centres or pick up a specimen collection pack from any of 47 designated hospital authority outpatient clinics. They can also undergo tests at hospital authority facilities or use an approved private laboratory. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has announced that everyone diagnosed with COVID-19 will get a $5,000 handout. It comes amid concerns that people are avoiding tests because they fear losing income if they test positive. Professor Chan says the subsidy won't be means-tested and the Labor and Welfare Department will give details later. She said five further community testing facilities would be set up. We will be uh, increasing the number of uh, testing centres in the coming week. Obviously, uh, it will be uh, in the different districts in Hong Kong. On top of the five testing centres, we will also be assessing the situation of different districts. If there are a lot of cases in a particular district, not only are we setting up uh, more centres, but we can, like what we have done in the Taipo district, that we will be setting up, for example, uh, mobile swapping stations or centres mobile vans to distribute specimen bottles. But government advisor Gabriel Leung said the $5,000 should be given to workers who lose their income after contracting COVID-19, such as taxi drivers. Professor Leung, the University of Hong Kong's Dean of Medicine, said in a television interview that he believed the fourth wave of infections were by people in hotel quarantine cross-infecting others. He urged the government to set up testing centers in all 18 districts and boost the number of locations where people could pick up testing kits. The Democratic Party's Lam Jek Ting said Hong Kong's opposition camp must stay united, alert and flexible in response to what he called the government's persecution. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Lam, who handed in his resignation as a lawmaker last week following the disqualification of four of his pan-democratic colleagues, painted a bleak picture of what he believed would be a new wave of suppression. He said the democratic camp must stand firm. We must gather as much force as we can to oppose the regime's suppression, but also stay alert and flexible in response to the government's persecution. I will continue to stand firm, fight and work together with the public in the local community, in cyberspace and on the street to guard the truth of the events that happened in the Yunnan attack and counteract all the untrustful allegations and 
various statements of the government and the pro-establishment camp. A judge in Pennsylvania has thrown out an attempt by Donald Trump's campaign to block the state's certification of its election result. In what's been described as a scathing opinion, Judge Matthew Brann rejected the lawsuit, which called for millions of postal votes to be discarded as entirely without merit. It's a further blow to the Trump campaign's legal challenges to Joe Biden's victory in the presidential election. Here's the BBC's David Willis. A federal judge in Pennsylvania turned down a request for an injunction there by the Trump campaign. Pennsylvania, of course, one of the swing states which the Trump campaign has been targeting in an attempt to get the election results overturned. Um, Pennsylvania officials now can certify the result of the election there, which gave Joe Biden a lead of more than 80,000 votes, and they're due to do so on Monday. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Two district councillors, Henry Wong and Timothy Lee, are understood to have been arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to defraud. District Councillor Tommy Jang said the Yunlong and Kowloon City councillors were taken away by officers from the Commercial Crime Bureau this morning. Police say they detained two men who declared spending $4.9 million to campaign as a team in the now-delayed LegCo elections. Officers say they also arrested a 26-year-old director of a company which donated $4.5 million to the two. The United States has now exceeded 12 million cases of the coronavirus since the pandemic began. The world's worst affected country is experiencing a surge in the virus, setting records each day for the number of new infections. The president-elect Joe Biden has said Donald Trump's refusal to give him access to government data could put more lives at risk. Dr. Celine Gounder is on the transition team's COVID-19 advisory board. The current administration has actively discouraged testing. Uh, the president said, we are testing too much. Well, the fact is, when so many of the infections are asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic, you can think of that as the big part of the iceberg underwater. And the people who are getting sick and ending up in the hospital are the small part of the iceberg. Well, you're never going to be able to control transmission, control the spread if you don't see that big chunk of the iceberg. And the only way to do that uh, is to do testing. And so we are going to massively scale up testing. President Trump is reported to have missed a session of the G20 summit on pandemic preparedness and was pictured a short time later on his golf course. The coronavirus dominated the G20 meeting, which was held online, hosted by Saudi Arabia. Several world leaders urged the heads of other rich nations to make sure coronavirus vaccines were globally available. The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, said his country had developed two vaccines with a third on the way. Russia is naturally ready to provide the vaccines developed by our scientists to the countries who need them. There's the first registered adenoviral vaccine in the world, Sputnik V. The second Russian vaccine, Epivac Corona, created by a scientific center in Novosibirsk, is also ready. And the third vaccine is coming. The scale of the pandemic obliges us to use all available resources and scientific information. There's been a mixed reaction to the announcement that the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, is to be given an International Emmy Award for his televised daily news conferences on the coronavirus. The BBC's Will Leonardo reports. When they look back at this point in history, the decisions we make will determine how many people live and how many people die. 
The straight-talking governor of New York will soon become an award-winning star of the screen. Andrew Cuomo's clinical presentation of data and forthright calls for residents to behave responsibly have stood in stark contrast to President Trump, with whom he's repeatedly clashed. The award organisers said he'd used TV masterfully to inform and calm people replete with characters, plot lines and stories of adversity. But some, especially those who've doubted Mr Cuomo's COVID policies in New York, are sceptical. Sport. The world's top two men's tennis players have been knocked out of the ATP finals in London. Daniel Medvedev beat Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic was defeated by Dominic Thiem at the O2 Arena. It was Medvedev's first win over Nadal and he'll face Thiem in the final later tonight. The BBC's Russell Fuller was watching. This match always seemed likely to stretch to three sets, especially when Medvedev had a point for a 5-1 lead in the second. But Nadal fought back spectacularly and served for the match, only to be broken to love and forced into a tie-break, which Medvedev won 7-4. The 6-foot, six 6-inch six Russian was the one making the running in the decider. He broke for 4-3 and then again to close out the match as Nadal tired visibly. Medvedev did not win a single match on his debut last year. He's won all four he's played 12 months on. Football, there's a new leader in England's Premier League today after Tottenham pulled off an impressive victory against Manchester City overnight. Goals from Son Heung-min and substitute Giovanni Iosceltso gave Spurs the three points, although Leicester City can restore top spot if they beat champions Liverpool in the weekend's other big game in the early hours of tomorrow. Either way, Spurs boss Jose Mourinho is keeping his feet on the ground. We are not fighting for the title. We are fighting to win every match. Uh, and Thursday we are going to fight to win uh, the Europa League match and we are going to lose matches and we are going to draw matches so this is a, a process there is an evolution in many in many aspects that makes me really really happy and of course I cannot deny that tonight dinner will be will be nice and relaxed and I will watch uh, Atletico Madrid Barcelona and uh, I will sleep like an angel but but no problem at all if tomorrow Leicester wins and we are second again. Aston Villa also had a chance to go top yesterday but blew the opportunity as Brighton and Hove Albion claimed a 2-1 victory their first ever win at Villa Park. Villa thought thought they had a chance to level it when they were awarded a late penalty only to see VAR overrule the decision. We can hear from both managers, Villas Dean Smith and first Brighton's Graham Potter. We've had four against us so far this season, so sometimes I'm not sure what a penalty is and what isn't, so it's in the lap of the gods. I don't think anybody knows now. It certainly looked a penalty from where I was. Um, there's certainly a noise. I think everybody in the stadium heard the noise. I feel for the officials because they're probably throwing up a few juggling balls as well. To end the news of top stories once again. For the first time, the government forces people to take COVID-19 tests if they're connected to a cluster of cases in Wan Chai. There's mixed reaction to the government offering $5,000 to anyone who tests positive, and a Pennsylvania judge deals a blow to Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the presidential election result. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart. I I was standing. You were there to welcome the Radio. 